Welcome in to the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Overtime coming at you for the next two hours right here on Fan Run Radio. Jake Miller, Bryson Taylor, Matthew Catlin. Tennessee coming off of a bad, I'd say a, probably a bad loss considering the situation we're in right now. You finish out the season, your last 10 games, you went four and six. You went, let me pull up the stats. Just a overall, just terrible, terrible performance on Saturday. But I say that, and I mean, it, it might not be all that bad. I mean, you know, we did shoot three ball pretty well. Well, 47%. Yeah. Now you have to, uh, now you put yourself in the fifth seed, so. Yep. You have done that. So, right now, Tennessee in quad one, seven and six. Quad two, three and three. Quad three, five and oh. Quad four, seven and oh. Against the AP top 25, you're five and two. Like I said, your last 10 games are four and six. Now, I'm going to read you the resume of a projected seven to uh, seven seed. In the NCAA tournament, their overall record is twenty-three and eight, six and five in quad one, four and one in quad two, six and zero in quad three, seven and two in quad four. Against AP top twenty-five teams, they're four and zero. Their last ten games, they are eight and two. And there are seven projected seven seed. Yes. Who is that? Can I guess? I guess. Uh. Said eight and two in the last ten. Yes. Uh, projected seven seed. Uh, Memphis. Don't know. I just got sent that stat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. But I mean, the point in case that we're trying to make here is, you know, when we talk about football, it's about what you do at the end of the season because what you do at the beginning of the season yeah that's all well and good but what really matters is the end of the year how do you end the year how do you do in november johnny majors i'm pretty sure once said they always remember what you do in november yeah but now we're sitting here we're talking about a basketball team who did very well to start the year you had a couple of bad losses to colorado and you know throughout the season you started getting you know, worse and worse and worse. You finish out the year four and six. That's not good. Matthew, could you check our levels up there on the on the meter? I'm getting a lot of text and DM saying that our levels are low. How do I sound? Am I hitting the red just about? Yeah, you're hitting fully red, yeah. That is interesting. Even on uh program R. Yeah, you're hitting. Yeah, you're hitting red. I'm looking at it right now. It's moving up and down. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Well, tell you what. Let's go ahead and go to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. Phil is going to be first. What do you say, Philly? Jake the Snake. Hey. Are you Matthew? Is uh, Davis in there? Don't have Davis. I got Bryson with me though. Bryson in. Well, good math. As long as Matthew's in there with you, I mean that's. Double trouble right there. <laughs> That's just the way she goes, Phil. Oh, man. I'll tell you what, guys. I turned it on radio this morning, and uh, I heard no three and out. What the hell's going on? 
Oh, you got one on vacation, one um, one digging a hole, and another one trying to find a wedding dress. Well, that one digging a hole, that ain't Tom Brady fan, is it? Uh, yeah, I'm, I actually watched him dig a couple today. Was <laughs> he trying to snore after he digs the hole? Well, what what did he do today? Oh, he aggravated me to death, Phil. I mean, he's the reason that I'm going insane from really? 10 a.m. to 5. Like, I'm going well, insane. It me like you're in good shape right now. You're ripping Rick Barnes and those excuse makers at 3 o'clock. I don't know what the hell they've been smoking lately. You know? <laughs> no make no sense. It doesn't make any sense at all, Phil. We finished out the season 4 and 6. That's not good. The bottom line, one sweet 16 in 14 years at two schools. And this was Buck Pearl's worst team in quite a while. And we still couldn't beat them down there. Well, and you almost lost by double digits, Phil. I know. But we were ahead with five minutes left and he score a field goal. Great offense by the collector, you know. <laughs> well, Phil, uh, I'm not even going to try to try to fake it here, man. I placed a bet on Auburn to cover four and a half. Well, that's what they call you, Judge Snake, you know. What? Well, I just thought that was going to be the best pick. I figured Auburn was going to come out and – win the game by at least five, and they almost won by ten. I, I well, was watching that game, and it said that the last field goal we had was at the 542 mark. That's terrible. 542? Yep. That's when we had a three-point lead, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we was no show the rest of the way. Rick Barnes is a great offensive coach, in which I told uh, Bear and W that it was very similar to women's basketball, our offense. I mean, it's horrible to watch. It's awful. <laughs> It's crazy. Oh, man. <laughs> man, it's getting real. Rick Barnes is never going to get it done. I know we can't pay 25 men. I'm a realist. But be a man and resign. <laughs> there it is. Your money. He's not hurting for money. No, I mean, it's, it's bad, Phil. It really is. And when you look at the list of coaches – and you look at how they do in March. Rick Barnes, he really is. I'm not kidding. Like he is at the bottom, like towards the bottom of that list. At the top yeah, of that list, you have the likes. You got Chris Beard and and Will the Fade Wade out there to get. If you're serious about winning, uh, Philly, I'm afraid Ole Miss is going to get uh, Chris Beard before we can even make contact. Yeah, they. I think they interviewed him today or something. Well. I guarantee you Chris Beard would leave Ole Miss in a second, even even if – I mean, Tennessee's a better job. Ole Miss is one of the worst jobs in America. They have only made the NCAA tournament nine times well, in their entire history. I mean, Chris Beard will take their money. I mean, he's just like Lane Kiffin. He'll live off their money. But as soon as somebody good comes around, they're out of there. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. I think Lane Kiffin, I don't think he's going to be at Ole Miss five years from now. I really don't. Chris Beard, five years from now, he's not going to be at Ole Miss. No. I mean, it's you either get fired at Ole Miss or you move on. That's just the way it is. It's a stepping stone job. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what I was trying to say there, Phil, and you hit it right on the head. Like, it's weird because we consider all these mid-major schools and we do the same thing in football with a non-Power 5 school. It's like, well, this is a stepping stone job. But there are some Power 5 jobs that are really just stepping stone jobs. Yeah. Ole Miss is one of them. Yeah, Ole Miss is one of them. Georgia Tech. Texas Tech kind of is because that's where Chris Beard came from. And then went to Texas. Yep. 
And you know, Tennessee is really a destination job if you know what you're doing. Yeah, and we've you're had. Trading, you're trading rock royalty here if you win. Oh, you are. And it just sucks that we've had bum coach after bum coach after bum coach in football. That's not really on them. It's on the athletic director to make the hire, yeah. and we haven't had a competent athletic director, you know, until Danny White since probably Doug Dickey. Well, I, I told W and uh, Bear Bryant that uh, I'm starting like Buck Pearl again, and they flushed me. Can you believe that? I don't know. I mean, I mean, are you surprised, Phil? Look, yeah, I, I mean, they won't play their games and act like they. They don't know. They don't know anything about basketball. They think they do, but they don't. Look, all you had to do was watch the first they like half. Losing. That's what they like. They like losing <laughs> in March. I that? hate it. I hate losing in March. I just want to win, Phil. That's all I want. I just want to win. I, I want championships. I want Elite Eight. I want Final Four. I'm tired of being the dredge of, of college basketball. Why can't we do it? Everybody else does. That's that's exactly right, Phil. I mean, everybody else, it seems like. Hell, Phil, George Mason has more Final Fours than we do. Butler has more Final Fours than we do. VCU. Oh, my goodness. The list goes on. Wichita State. South Carolina. Yep, South Carolina. Wow. Yeah, South Carolina in, like, what, last decade? In the last 10 years. In the last 10 years. The last 10 years has has a, what, Elite Eight or a Final Four? Both. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. what we got? We got Grant and Admiral and the Lamonte foul. That's all we got to show for it, you know? <sighs> Man alive. Well, Phil, Rick Barnes has made it just as far as Conzo Martin did in the NCAA tournament, the Sweet 16. Wow, that's a it's pretty earth-shattering. I mean, Jake Snake telling it like it is. Matthew, you know, and the Bryce and I. I'm glad y'all understand what I'm I'm going through. I want to win championships. I'm tired of being garbage like all these other t- talk show hosts want to be around here. They like losing. Tired of they being, like being mediocre. You tired of being mid, Phil? Yeah, I'm drinking <laughs> beer right now. I'm, I can't even enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! We settled for mediocrity for years in football. Everyone's like, "Oh, well, it's okay. It's okay." No, it was never okay. Like that's. That's just asinine. It was never okay. I'm going to make a statement right now. I didn't think I'd, I hadn't said this in years. I'm actually looking forward to football for the first time in many, many years because all this garbage that goes on on the hill. You know, <laughs> I can't wait for it. win fake basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Philly burning it down already. Wow. Ooh. Not wrong about anything. Though. Nope. Apparently the app is down. I'm going to fix that when we go to break here in just a minute. Let's get Fake Bob in here before we do that. Fake Bob, what do you say, buddy? What up, fellas? What's up, man? Um, yeah, I said it before about the ways to beat Tennessee is have good card play. and. Uh, hey, Fake Bob, you have your uh, AirPods in? Can you hear me now? We got you, yes, buddy. Yes, that's better. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing is, um, you know, I even heard it on the uh, the show that's usually a little bit more sheepy than we are. Um, yesterday, I was listening to it on um, WATE, and even they were starting to question. It's like, well, we've had this whole whole year to get B.J. Edwards ready. Why is he not ready? You know, you had him on the scout team. You did that. He's not learning our offense. He's learning everybody else's offense. 
you've had all year to get him ready. And you don't have him ready because we knew that if something were to happen to Zakai, that this is exactly what would happen. And it actually happened to Zakai, and now we're seeing what's going to go on knowing that we do not have a true point guard running the offense. I think we lost fake Bob. Let's go ahead and go to our first right. break. Uh, well, yeah, sure. Yep, there you go. Yep, yep there, it, there is. it is. All right, stay with us. Overtime continues. More Fan Run Radio on the way. Back here on Overtime, Fan Run Radio. Looks like the computer that updates our app is 100% complete. Should be restarting momentarily. What in the world? I do not know a password to that computer. Hey, Bryson, do me a favor. Mm -hmm. Go up there, click, and then just hit up. Just click and drag. Just click and drag that thing. Is it asking you for a password? Well, I'm going to text somebody, my man. Well, tell you what. Let's take our second time out of the hour here. <laughs> no way. There's no way. Let me text somebody and get the pin. Let's not take our second time out yet. I don't know if I can talk for 40 straight minutes. Oh, my oh, goodness. Man. Okay. I cannot repeat the text that I just got. That is very vulgar. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, so, so Bryson, while uh, Jake gets the pen for this computer, what were your takeaways from Saturday? Um, we didn't get anything from our bigs is is uh the big thing. But aside from, you know, the game, mm-hmm. I keep hearing this take on Twitter that oh well, you know, everybody would view this team a little bit differently if we hadn't given up two buzzer beaters. We would be I think thirteen and five in conference and a three seed. Blah blah blah. Well, guess what? We're not. We lost. So can't change the past. Can't, uh, yeah, we lost the game. And are we still number three in the net rankings? I thought we were two. <laughs> but you're fifth in conference. <laughs> hey, hey, I don't know, man. Um, you can't change the past, man. If we could have gone back and said, "Oh, we didn't lose to Colorado. We didn't lose to Vanderbilt. We didn't lose." A, yeah, we'd be thirty-one and zero right now. If really? you got no yeah. quad two losses, it's yeah. different. Yeah. If you have no, I mean, I understand quad one. I get that, man. You playing good teams, whatnot. Quad two is absolutely just ridiculous. It's pretty bad. Yeah. And neutral site, you know. Now that we get to play the rest of our games on a neutral site and get to go back to Nashville where we got whooped on by Colorado, so. When was the last time we won in Nashville? Because we lost it. Col- semifinal. Um, 2019? They'd have been the semifinals against Kentucky. Kentucky. Yep. Because yeah. last, well, this year we lost to Colorado. What year was it that we were going to play Memphis in Nashville? Is that 21? COVID? Memphis and Nashville would have been last season, so it would have been 20. Well, it would yeah. have been technically still 2021, but it was 21 22 season. season. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And that game got canceled uh, for reasons unknown. Oh, uh, we know what. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you we- don't just find out that your entire team has COVID an hour before game time. Uh, yeah. You don't. Uh, yeah, you they, don't. They, uh, they 
tested them. Yeah. Didn't they go out partying the night before or something yes. like that? Yeah. Yes. People, like, yes. Many people have seen them on Broadway the night before that game. And speaking of Tiger High, I thought it was just lovely. Here we go. Lovely. <laughs> Here we go. Lovely to see how they lost against Houston. <laughs> you know, they, they, they're on this high. Kendrick Davis makes a layup to tie it. And guess what? Their hearts just get broken. Oh, no. Houston buzzer beater for the game. Bah! Go home and cry about it. So can somebody tell me why uh, Tobey Awaka was our most productive big? <laughs> because a, he's a, because he's a, a big. True, a, true, a true freshman who didn't really start seeing real minutes until 10 games in the season, maybe. Because it's a Waka flock of flame. I mean, come on, Olivier. Come on, Jonas. I mean, you want my honest opinion? They don't care anymore. No. They I don't mean, care. They know they're going to come back next year and stink up the place even more. <laughs> <laughs> Just burning it down. And the rant goes on. Olivier was three for five, and at least three of them were fadeaway 12-footers. So, You know what? We've been led astray. We've been hoodwinked. <laughs> We've been bamboozled. <laughs> We've been flabbergasted by this team, man. What is it SpongeBob said? We've been speckled dwarfed. Sure, we'll go with that answer. That's not even a word, and I agree with you. Nope, nope. I just, just if I have to watch if I have to watch Olivier back down and try to hit another post fadeaway like he's the ghost of Dirk Nowitzki <laughs> in the SEC tournament, man, I will turn off my TV and watch nothing. Nothing. Just go play two K. That's all you got to do at this point. I mean, you know, we get so frustrated with this basketball team, and the reason why is because number one, if you were, if you were, I think if we were scoring ninety points a game, I think everybody in here would not be as hard on this team as what we are. Am no, I correct? No, because no, we could actually yeah. score the ball, and we score ninety points a game. Yeah, the reason that everyone is so hard on this team, the reason why everybody complains about this team, is because it is a boring brand of basketball. We're not scoring the ball. You know, Grant and Admiral, they could score. I think they had five losses in the regular season. We never got down on them because we knew they'd come right back out the next night and be okay. Right? Well, and you know what's funny? I wasn't even going to talk about offense because I was actually satisfied with 70 points and 47% from three. Yeah, I was satisfied with the offense on Saturday. It was the yeah. defense yeah. that Yeah, what happened? Where, I have no where clue. have we gone? I have no clue. I have absolutely no clue what happened to our defense. This defense that has been there all year uh, was just dormant. Janai Broom, 17 points. Just absolutely. Wendell Green, 24. It's oh man. What have we said f- since the beginning of the year? What kills this team? Athletic guards and, and skilled big men. Big men. And yep. Johnny Broom, I don't know. How, what did he end the game with? By 12? 17. Ah, 17. Wendell Green had, what, 24? Yep. And Katie Johnson, I know, like. He had three. At three, yeah. And if you'd have told me that we shot 47% from three and Katie Johnson only had three points, there would have been no won. doubt in my mind that we'd have won the game. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, you know, Philly's right. You know, when he says you can't fire Rick Barnes, you can't. You can't. His buyout is way too much. Now you're at a crossroads. It's like, what do we do here? You can't fire him. He's not going to retire. He's not going to retire. You can't fire him. Unless he because, wants to retire. Because there's, I, honestly, there's no one out there to get. No. There's no. Really the not. one guy that you could go get right now is probably going to take the head coaching job at Ole Miss. That And that's another problem. And 
something that we don't even take into account. You know, college basketball is not what it was 10 years ago. Back when you could go get you a big-time coach and they could do something with the talent around them. In today's college basketball, you are dealing with NIL, the transfer portal. Guys are just going to go whoever has or wherever has the biggest bag. If they're not playing, guess what? They're out. And if you go to a smaller school like a St. Louis or a uh, a UNC Asheville and you ball out, guess what? Power 5 school is going to come in and get them. Look at Creighton. Love Creighton. Love Creighton. Creighton's probably one of my favorite teams to watch and root for. I mean, it's just they're fun to watch. Yeah. And they're not well, they're not Power 5. I don't know what conference they're in. Are they independent? No. That's what I didn't think so. But like watching like I mean Big East basketball is like the most fun basketball Big that I've East? seen. Big I think East. They, I think okay, they are, yeah. 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 But I mean they're the most fun conference to watch this year. It's not even close. Big not 12, even close. Big twelve top to bottom is is elite. I want to say something back to the game real quick. All you had to do to know who the better in-game coach was was literally watch the second half and or the first half and then watch the second half. They made adjustments literally right out of the gate yep. come second half, and they started beating it. I mean, the game was over when the second half started because they made adjustments and we didn't. Bruce, yeah, Bruce Pearl made adjustments and Rick yeah. Barnes didn't. Exactly. Let's go back to the phones. Daniel is next. What do you say, Daniel. How y'all doing this evening? Living the dream, buddy. There's something going on with your old app. It's like it's real quiet with the feed coming through, so I don't know if you want to. Oh, yeah, we uh, uh, we actually restarted the computer, and uh, there is a pin to this computer, and I have no clue what the pin is. Ah. Uh, yeah. Well, listen, I've... I've, you know, I've, I, I've really been disappointed with Barnes all year, and you know, I'm not, I'm not quite ready to get rid of him or not because I remember the days when we were just a blip on the radar, and we, and I, I ain't going back to Conzo Ball and and uh, Buzz Ball, but her, uh, you know, and, and I'll, I'll say this much before I go into that, I'm the days of, of Bruce Pearl being the. Well, the the beloved guy I think are are in the are in the rearview mirror. I'm he had really performed. He didn't really put a good brand of basketball on the floor either. I mean, ever since he had Chumo Kiki and uh, that whole team down there when they went to the Final Four. I mean, he has. I mean, but the thing is, like, they're still fun to watch because they can actually put points on the board, with the exception of our game. And you know, like I said. Earlier, the reason we like the Grant and Admiral team so much is because they did score, and the reason that we love Bruce Pearl Ball is because they could score. And it was a fun brand of basketball. I think the reason people are so hard on Rick Barnes is just because it's not a fun brand of basketball. And because of his... It's not fun. And it's not. And you look at his postseason success, and it's not good. It's, it's very, very bad when you look at it in the grand scheme of things. Um, he's going to have to answer for some things in the next couple years. Um, that people are going to get sick of his march, um, uh, of his, you know, not not successful runs in March. Um, so there, there's definitely going to going to come a reckoning. I'll say this much about about uh, this tournament. We know how it pans out, and it don't matter what you do in the tournament unless you're unless you're a Cinderella, because they're determining these uh, seedings by Saturday night. So 
why don't we just go out and lose on Thursday and just rest up for the tournament because we're going to need all the rest we can get. I'm not opposed to that at all. I mean, I mean I'll be honest. I do not care what happens in the SEC tournament. I've made that very clear. We said that last week. Yeah, I said just maybe win on Thursday and just don't get absolutely trounced on Friday because you're going to play Missouri. The furthest we're going to make it is Saturday. We're not making it Sunday. We're not beating Alabama again. That's not going to happen. Well, we saw it last year firsthand play out that it doesn't matter, like, for seeding because, I mean, we didn't get the two seed after winning after winning the tournament as, when it came into Sunday. So, what's it matter? Lose out, lose on Thursday, and rest up because, I mean, teams are going to do exactly what Auburn did, and they're going to pressure our point guards or lack thereof point guards and going to put us in a hole – and if we're not scoring, which we don't do, so it's going to be an early out, pack lot. But but we need to just sell out this game on Thursday and play for the tournament. That's my thing. This, this, it benefits you none in the SEC tournament. Um, so that's that's my take on it. Just go out and lose and and be, get prepared for March, the NCAA tournament. Whatever comes, what may we all we all know what's going to happen, but. You know, I kind of thought going into Saturday that this team might rally a little bit, but I just don't believe they're going to, guys. Uh, those thoughts have left my head. Those thoughts are not even anywhere in the near future. You, uh, At this point, you need to get your roster ready for next year. You need to prepare to build for next year to try to make a run next year because that's what you have to do in college basketball this day and age. You have to be able to assemble a team for that season. You can't build a program anymore. Agreed. I'll say this much on the way out. Um, Rick Barnes going into next year. I think he's got the guy that Jay Pistrell. I really look forward to what he can do. I just hope Barnes don't coach the offense out of him. Y'all have a good night and go balls. Appreciate the phone call, Daniel. I've been very vocal about what, what how miserable I will make this show <laughs> if Jay Pistrella gets underutilized. What have we said? It's not if, but when. <laughs> <laughs> that, that it is. That it is. TJ, the Kentucky fan, is next. What do you say, TJ? Hey, buddy, what do you say, man? Living the dream. Well, I'm in Texas this week, and you know what's crazy is that they don't get the SEC network. Thankfully, I brought my laptop, but how do you have a team in Texas, but you don't even have the SEC network? Where, I can't where are you it. at, San Antonio? No, I'm in uh, Dias. Oh. It's uh, three hours west of Dallas. Weird, very weird. It may it may be two west of Texas A and M, but um, Texas A and M is basically Louisiana. Yeah, it's basically Louisiana. <laughs> Louisiana. Yeah, that's true. You know, like you said, basketball is not what it is ten years ago, and you're right because if you look at Kentucky. I think Kentucky went and got Coach Calipari at the perfect time. If they would have waited another year or two, they would have swung and missed on Calipari. He would have gone somewhere else because he just had that amazing two- or three-year run with Memphis. And it's not like uh, Billy Gillespie was a losing coach. He had great success at Texas A&M, if you don't remember. He just had terrible off-the-court issues. He has, but he couldn't handle the – and I'm not 
gloating here. Tennessee is huge in football. Kentucky's huge in basketball. He couldn't handle the spotlight that he didn't have on him in Texas A&M. And these days, you can't go and get a John Calipari. You can't go get a Coach K just sitting there randomly off the side of the street. You just can't do it. No, you, you can't at all. And, you know, we talked about this a little bit, you know, having to build a program every single year. And, you know, when Calipari got to Kentucky, I think it was the 2009-2010 season, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, you could go get a John Wall, a DeMarcus Cousins. You know, a couple years later, go get you an Anthony Davis. Go get you a Devin Booker. You know, Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, guys like that. You could go do that back then. The landscape of college basketball has changed so much that you almost can't do what Cal was doing anymore because what he was doing at the time, that was the most effective way to build a team. That was the most effective way to try to make a run at the championship. But now that the transfer portal is as wide open as it is, it's changed the landscape, and really I don't know which coach is best suited for it. Because it's not not your Coach Cal's, it's not your Jim Boeheim's. I mean, Jim Boeheim, goodness. You know, we hold him to such a high regard. I think he's only got four Final Fours, more than we got. Yeah, national championship. He got a national championship with Carmelo Anthony back in 03. Well, not only that, but if you look back at at it, um, John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins were supposed to go to Memphis with him. And then when he went to Kentucky, he brought him over. But I'm shocked. I am literally completely shocked, as much as a Kentucky homer I am, that John Calipari has five of the top, like, 16 recruits coming in next year because you just don't see that in today's game like you did back in the day. I mean, look at look at Coach K. He even changed the way he recruited because of Coach Cal and the one and done because that 9 and 10 season, that 11 and 12 season, he was losing the 15 seed just like Kentucky did last year. Mm-hmm. Lee High, I forgot the other one, but – I think he had back-to-back seasons where they lost in the first round. And lost to Mercer. Mercer. Yeah, Mercer. Mercer, because that's the reason Mercer. why we got in the uh, Sweet 16 under Conzo Martin is because Duke had lost to Mercer, and Mercer had actually beaten us in the NIT, I think, a year or two prior to that. Yeah, so it's just crazy how it uh, ended up. On my way out, i got a question for you guys. I know we see – our fan-colored glasses. Everybody thinks they're going to go 15-0 and in football. It's exciting. Spring football is almost here. Got a question for you for Tennessee fans. Okay. What's more likely, the defense getting better for Tennessee or the offense taking a step back? Y'all have a good night, man. Thanks for the phone call, TJ. I mean, I feel like that's pretty easy when I think it's the offense takes a step back. Yeah. I, I Even though I think the defense will get better, I mean, you just have to look at the numbers that we put up last year. Record-setting yeah. numbers. Yeah. You, you, I mean, unless we come out and score 70 points a game, then no, we're not going to – I think we take a step back. Yeah, and uh, Bryson, I'll let you hammer on this in just a second, but the thing that stands out to me is, you know, you're losing Hendon Hooker. You're losing Jalen Hyde. Cedric Tillman, even though it seemed like we played better without Cedric Tillman, and I think we could all agree to that. But – you look at everything you're losing, you have to take a step back, right? Unless Joe Milton, like the like the flash, just instantly just becomes 15 times brighter than what it is. I think it's going to be the offense taking a step back more than the defense steps up. Yeah, I agree. You've got a lot to replace. Joe Milton, 
and then you've got receivers coming in. Dante Thornton, don't really know what you're going to get out of him. We know he's good. Uh, I mean, you got athletic. I mean, you got an offensive line. Uh, o line, you have a yeah. lot of repla- or a couple of replacements, not a lot, but you've got two NFL guys. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, I can, I, I would say we take a step back, but I don't, I don't say we take a major step back. Right, right. Like we're not going to go play Bama ball from 2011 to score 10 points and win a game. No. But with that being said, I think the defense will get will get better, I do noticeably too. better. Yes, I do um, too. Right, the back end especially. Yes. Well, I think Tim Banks kind of knows. It's like, okay, my back is against the wall here. Yes. I've oh, got to yeah. make something happen. You got to make. Yeah, he has to do something this season. Stay with us. Overtime continues. More of your phone calls coming up. I found the culprit. I found who messed with the app and who messed it up. The same guy that calls me a dumbass every single day. <laughs> you can turn our mics down, Matthew. You don't have to make me loud so the people can hear us on the app now. We're all good now. See our levels over there on the computer? They're actually up. Somebody decided to hit a button, and I figured it out. Well, my college-educated brain to do that. Nope, just yep, up and running, smooth sailing from here on out. Unbelievable! <laughs> a button, a button, a singular button is the reason people could not tune in for the past forty minutes. Interesting. Mm-mm-mm. Because I looked up there on the board, I was checking the levels. All the levels were good. And I'm looking like, what's not in program? Something's not in program. I looked to my left, and there it was. It was in nothing. At least the computer's updated now. Yeah. Whoa. So Houston, Nate, Adam, that other guy that's on the morning show. What's his name? Oh, yeah, Brett. Um, Yeah, that's taken care of. (sighs) Matthew, I need to talk to you, man. What's going on? I need to talk to you about your uh, your Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, man. <laughs> so, if you haven't heard, John Morant is not going to be with the Grizzlies for at least two games. Yeah, that's that's it's going to be more than two games. Taylor Jenkins said in the press conference before the game yesterday against the Clippers that there is no foreseeable timetable on when John Morant will rejoin the Grizzlies. And keep in mind, this isn't just one incident. This is a culmination of multiple instances. Four or five incidences, yeah. I mean, we've got the whole situation with the teenager at his house that he got in a fight with. The mall The mall incident. There was the laser pointing incident. There's this. Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp Sharp incident. I mean, that's the and this has all happened. I mean, of course, the whole incident with a teenager happened last year. Last summer, yeah. But everybody in Memphis obviously knew about it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the whole – I don't get it, man. You're about to make, over the next four years, $231 million. That is enough – like, if you never played basketball again, you would be fine for the rest of your life. You would be all fine. For the rest of your life. 
I just and you want to throw it away I just because don't. you want to be like the guys that are out there doing everything they shouldn't do. We're gonna try to go away from all the verbiage and nouns and pronouns, everything that you can possibly call these people. Like the thing is, it's like you're not hanging out with the right people. Yeah, my my question is why? Like what what is going through your head that you think brandishing a gun on Instagram Live at like three AM at three AM in Denver, Colorado is going to do for you. One, here's something I don't know if y'all Number one, this. he probably brought the gun on the plane. Yep. That's what I'm about to bring up. You know what the te- you know what the NBA rules are? You can't have a pl- or a gun on a plane. Yeah, you, you, it's a it's like a suspension of fifty games. So he's looking at he could be out the rest of the season and part of next. Yep, Gilbert Arenas two point basically. This is what it's becoming. This is an absolute joke, waste of talent. It is absolute. It is absolutely pathetic of what he what image he is making right now. The statement he said that he saw it to the fans, everybody else. It's not good enough, man. Then why weren't you thinking about him before you did it? Yeah, it's not I mean, good enough. That's my enough. thing is why were you not thinking about all of this before you decided to do what you did? Either either you come back and you be and you come back and change man and you lead this team to something in the playoffs and please, for the love of all that is holy, stop talking. Stop talking. Yeah, I mean that's the best thing he could do right now is just stay quiet. Don't don't ever talk. Don't ever talk. Don't ever talk again. No. No, like that's the thing is you need to I mean, and everybody that knows me outside of here knows I'm pretty calm. But there are certain things that can set me off. This is what sets me off. Yes. When someone does eventually light that fuse, I'm thinking about everything in my life. You know? Before I go and just stomp somebody to the curb, you know, it's like, well, I can't do that. You know? I I have my dream job right here. What we're doing right now, this is my dream job. I would lose that. I have a good job during the day that I would also lose, which helps pay the mortgage on my house, which I would probably also lose. I can't go out and do certain things that just come to mind. You know, someone makes me mad on the road. Okay, what do I do? Sideswipe them. Do I sideswipe them? <laughs> try to beat their ass on the side of the interstate? No. No. You know why? Because I'd lose everything I have. I mean, I just don't. I mean, Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless on a show day. He made. A, he asked a great point. He was like, "It maybe this guy. Maybe John Moran is. All, maybe he's. Maybe he is what he said he was. He might be." Let's get Martin in here next. I want Martin's thoughts on this. Good evening, Martin. It's Jake. Martin. Do uh, you know what other quarterbacks that Tennessee's uh, going after besides Jake Merlanger? I don't know right off the top of my head. I know that we're probably going after a couple in the next class, class of 2025. And, you know, Martin, to be honest, I'm not really sure of their names right now. I've uh, I'm not done too much research into it. I'm... I'll be honest. I'm just uh, I'm focused on the year at hand and who's going to be our starting quarterback. I think it is going to be Joe Milton. But you know, you and I had this conversation if you remember a few months ago that Joe Milton's not the guy that it needs to be. Nico. Yes. And I'm still kind of in that camp even after the Clemson game. Yes. And 
Who is the guy that, who's the kid down there at Oak Ridge, that wide receiver? Who all is after him, Brendan Hayward? I think, um, I know Coastal Carolina mm-hmm. was talking to him at one point. I'm sure Liberty is now. So, let's see here, Brandon Hayward. I can tell you his offer list. Yeah, go ahead, Bryson. Yeah. All right, we've got Arkansas, Boston College, Cincinnati, Eastern Kentucky, Georgia Tech, Kentucky, Louisville, Marshall, Memphis, Michigan State. Uh, and we offered him. And then a couple other ACC schools sprinkled in. It's pretty stout. We offered list. him too. Yes, we sir. did offer him. Do you think we'll get him if we want to come here? Well, we really need to get that Oak Ridge pipeline back because they're they're going to give you a very good Division One prospect. I mean, we saw it with T. Higgins, and we saw where he's at now. He just played in a Super Bowl, and then this year he makes it to the AFC Championship game. I mean, there's talent in Oak Ridge. Yes, and. Uh, who do you think it's happened to trade Dirk Henry to? You know, I saw that today, and, you know, the first team that th- popped in my head was actually the Denver Broncos. And the reason I, I say like that is – I like the Raiders get him or – and the Titans, I like my Titans. I don't know what the Titans to do. And, and the rest on, on the show today, he said it. The Titans at the 11th pick was looking at uh, – uh, Real way of us. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> Martin, I have a couple names for you for when it comes to quarterbacks. So I'm just looking. I'm, I'm just on 24-7 sports looking, going through the list of prospects that we could, Tennessee uh, could get. There's a guy named Jaded Davis. He's the number four quarterback in the country, uh, number 24 nationally. He's a five-star. It says he's warm on us and uh, – I mean, to get another five-star quarterback, back-to-back years. And then there's another four-star quarterback, Elijah Brown. He's number six in the nation. And we have, there's another, yeah, Jake, uh, is it Merlinger? Merlinger, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah he's uh, What I'm s- hearing is uh, we're casting a lot with that boy, and they really like him a lot. And he's got down to Auburn, Florida, and uh, Tennessee. Yeah, that's it. That's what it's looking right here There's on his offers. Let me, I can pull up his Twitter and see what he's saying on there. People are very vocal on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Because it's when they get to college that you have to tone that down quite a bit. But now, if you're in high school, uh, yeah, you're... You think Merlinger would come over and sit behind Nico if he had to? I'd I think he... Me, I'd tell me can we to try to win the job. Yeah, that's what I'd tell him. Be like, listen, you can you can come compete for the job, and guess what? He's probably not going to be here for four years. He's probably going to be good enough. He's going to be out of here after his junior year. So guess what? That's one less year that you have to sit behind him, and you can go ahead and learn the offense. You can develop yourself into a starting SEC quarterback to compete at the national level like Tennessee's about to play at. Yes, but I still can't believe we got the number one player in the country. That's yeah, a uh... – Kind of crazy, isn't that it? Is, uh, That's a strong statement, ain't it, boys? And if I would have told you that five years ago, if I had told you and said, Martin, in five years we're going to have the number one recruit and we're going to be coming off a 10-2 and two season, you probably wouldn't have believed me. I wouldn't have believed you this year. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's insane to think about, Martin. If we had uh, Josh Heupel, I'm glad we got him. We called him. We would have had James Franklin or J.P. Flick. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, or, or, James Franklin or PJ Flick or, uh, uh, 
Tony Elliott of Clemson. That's it, Tony Elliott. I was trying to think of it. I, I couldn't uh, couldn't remember who it was. And fun, funny to think about the fact that we're going to be playing him in our first game in August down in Nashville. Yes. Do you think you'll be able to turn that program around, or what do you think you can do there, Jake? You know, Virginia is one of those places, and Martin, you can remember back when Virginia used to be good. They had a decent program in the early 90s, and I don't know if Tony can get it turned around. And right now they're dealing with a lot of a lot of issues behind the scenes, of course. They just had, you know, the shootings that happened. They lost three of their guys. And I think, you know, this year's going to be an emotionally charged year for them. So, I mean, they're going to come out playing they, with everything they got. I think they signed a kid from Marvel. They're running back Noel Bond. I think they did. That's the second Virginia school that scooped one out of our backyard. Yes. Well, I appreciate you boys. Hey, we appreciate you, Martin. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, it just keeps getting worse and worse. What? A statement just came out. Oh, boy. A statement, but a report. The Grizzlies held a players-only meeting to discuss off-the-court road discipline with Stephen Adams leading the charge. After the meeting... John Morant still went out to the party at the club, which led to the gun incident. <laughs> oh, you my gosh. you got to be kidding me. Stay with us. Overtime continues. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming up right here on Fan Run Radio.